Hey, we're so glad you decided to hang out with us today on the Better Together podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Anne. And Baycorn. And Baycorn. We're saying that for a reason. That's and right. we have a treat for you today. Our guest is Miss Anne Bosman. Miss Anne, we're so glad that you're here. Thus, the Anne Baycorn. We have an Anne Baycorn and an Anne Bosman. Uh, but um, I didn't have a time to get a, an official biography from you. So why don't you take a couple minutes and tell the girls who you are and what you do? Okay. Well, good morning. And my name is Anne Bosman. One thing that I and Anne Bacon have in 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 um, in sync, if I can put it that way, we are British ads. We spell <laughs> our name A N N E, and it's pronounced Anne and not Annie. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Very few people can call me Annie. Just a few. I know, I know, but you sometimes run into one or two that will do that, and we just let it go. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, it's such a delight to be with you all, or both of you, Tony and Anne, this morning. And, well, uh, I think the ladies that have attended the uh, retreat last year, uh, they don't really need introduction to who I am, but <laughs> maybe there's one or two that doesn't know or haven't met me yet. And um, I'm just a handmaiden of the Lord. I'm married to a mighty man of God, Dr. John Bosman, and I'm a grand, a mother of two sons. And come on, girls, fasten your seatbelts. Five grandsons. Oh, and wow. I'm telling you, that's grand. You talk about grand, that's grand. Other than those little things, I'm a worshiper. I love the Lord with all of my heart, my soul, my very being. And to me, I really want to say, like the Apostle Paul says, whether I am dead or alive, I belong to the Lord. So it's in Him that I live, that I move, and that I have my being, for I live my life just for Him. Especially if you take at the time we're finding ourselves in, we know this thing is wrapping up in a big, big hurry. Yes. And so we we better get ready and be ready. It's almost like I'm on standby every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, Lord, I've got everything taken care of that I know that I need to take care of. If you come. I'm coming, but I'm not coming alone. I'm bringing my entire family. We are a tribe of 10, and I have declared and decreed that and do that daily. At the sound of the trumpet, this family circle shall go up to meeting in the air. And that's who I am. I love that. I know there is such an anticipation in the church right now, Jesus is coming soon. And we know that Paul said that 2000 years ago. So how much sooner, like how much sooner are we now waiting for his return? Oh, I love that. I'm going to have you share just a little bit of your history here in a second. Um, But did you have something you wanted to add on to that? I'm just writing down, do we have everything taken care of ready for the Lord? I think that is 
That is so powerful. Yeah, that's a question that we should all... We, we should be asking ourselves. And yeah. girls, in case you don't know, when Ann and I do uh, interviews like this, we sit here with a notebook and we take notes. So put it on pause and go get yourself a notebook if you need one, because you're going to want to take notes today, yeah, I'm sure. sure. So, um, well, Miss Ann, we're so glad you're here. We have three questions that we ask all of our guests, uh, just so they yeah. get to know you just a little bit on a personal level. So uh, the first question is, what book are you reading right now? I love to read. So I make sure that I always have a new book in my hand that I can read. This year, and really just over the past month because of what is happening in the beginning of the year, and then I did a lot of reading online. But when I eventually got to the place where I thought I need a book, that paper feel in my hand, because I love to mark my books so that I can go back and restudy and reread and just get excited about what I'm reading. So this year I'm reading a very old book, but it's old yet ever new. And it is called Tongues Beyond the Upper Room by Kenneth E. Hagen. Oh, I don't know that I have that one. I have. I thought I had all of his books. Even I have a. No, I have one that's out of print called The Name of Jesus. Come Beyond uh, the you, Upper Room. Yeah, Tongues Beyond the Upper Room. It is a powerful book. It's something that is birthed in my spirit about what that book is, like at least over the past uh, three to five years. And I've been chewing on it and mulling on it and just reading on my own. And one day, I just happened to stumble on an article that mentioned this, and I thought, I need to read what Brother Hagen said of that, because that man walked in supernatural revelation because of where God had brought him from. And I'm telling you, everything that I'm reading is just a correct mark with me. That's exactly what I've been feeling. That's what I've been going through. That's what I've been believing. So I'm not done with my book yet because it's a pretty big book. And I just have limited time per day that I can really take and just sit down and read. But yeah, it has been a powerful instrument. And I would suggest every Christian, every tongue talker, get that book. Okay, I'm going to get it as soon as we get off the phone. <laughs> oh, you will never, you will never be disappointed. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. So come beyond the upper room, Kenneth E. Hagen. Yeah, tongue. Tongues. Tongues. Oh, I do have that one. Yeah, I have tongues beyond. And we'll put a link to it on the podcast. So the girls can just click and get it right there on Amazon. So we have another question. Yes, ma'am. Second question is a very serious question. What is your go-to comfort food? Mercy. I have been (laughs) thinking about that. And I thought. The best I can come up with is anything. If it's food, I'll have it. 
Oh, here I, I was her. thinking we were going to get a little tidbit to know what to put in your room for the retreat. But no, you just like all food. <laughs> Did you say food? You know what I... Re- now, if you say snacks, you know I love pecans. Oh. Yeah. I just love pecans. I don't know why. If I have a little bag of pecans, I feel I can do the day. I love that. Yeah. Mine, of course, is chocolate. Yeah. I'm like you. Well, I'm an all-food person. Only, only if it's dark chocolate. Oh. Yeah. That's what I like, dark chocolate. That's, your, yeah, that's the South Africa is... roots, having the dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Because that comes from there. Oh. And then the last question is, what is one thing you can't live without? Well, spiritually or humanly just, spoken? Just naturally speaking. Just naturally speaking. I think the one thing that I really like early in the morning is that first cup of coffee when I wake up. <laughs> I love it. That you and 90% of-, of America. <laughs> <laughs> That first cup of coffee. And then I always like to go outside with my cup of coffee and just look what's going on outside. Sometimes it's so hot. I just have to turn right around and come back. Remember, <laughs> I'm in Texas. Yeah, Texas, it gets super hot. Yeah. Down, and you're in towards, where are you outside in Dallas? Where are you? Yes, in the Dallas area, North Dallas. And I'm telling you, we've really had a very good a comfortable summer. But I saw this morning for the next week, we're going to be like um, 1998, 99, yeah. which with a heat index will put us anything up to 130. Oh, my. I mean, wow. <laughs> so that's that's my hibernation time. So I we, barely put my nose out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just all take a moment and thank God for air conditioning. Oh, I'm telling you, if there's and do you know what? Just about a month ago, our one unit went out, and it was extremely hot that week, like those extreme hot times, and we had to wait a week before the parts came in. So oh I'm telling you, if your air conditioner dies on you, you're in trouble. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. it's hot down there. Oh well, I, yeah. Thank you again for taking the time to hang out with us for a few minutes. And there's a lot we want to talk about. So we're just going to jump in. And as we were, as you were sharing some of your bio, I had a thought of something that you uh, talked about last year. And so I'd Mm -hmm. love to stop your story of when you were a little girl, like your history in God. Can you just share for a few minutes kind of your history in God? Because the the caliber of your history in God, I felt was incredible. Just how, where, who he allowed you to have, you know, who he allowed to have influence on you and on your family. and. Sure, sure. Well, let me start way back at the turn of the century, like in 1907, 1908, uh, John G. Lake took the uh, Pentecostal message right out of Azusa Street. He took it from there to South Africa. And John G. Lake, for some reason, went to the area where my grandparents lived. And my grandparents hosted him. He stayed in their house. 
So that to me was the beginning of my love for the Holy Spirit, for Jesus, and for the supernatural. Because that's what John G. Like operated in, in the supernatural. Yeah. And and I and I, I just I'm always I'm on I almost want to say mesmerized, but I'm not mesmerized, but I'm forever in awe. I can never ever get enough of to think God's power, what it is able to do and what it can do. And it was during this time that um my my grandmother, she was already saved. And that's how John G. Lake stayed with them in the house. Then people like Smith Wigglesworth was part of those people where my grandparents were involved in all the time, as well as another brother from Germany that was is not as known as John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth. And his name was Tom Hershmalock, but powerful, absolutely. Absolutely powerful. And that is my background in the spiritual realm. It's there. When my grandfather really, through the ministry of John G. Like, and honestly, just in a supernatural way that he came to the Lord because he was a hardcore German boy, mm-hmm. not a sinner in the world of drinking. Uh, smoking, running around, cheating, being in bars, none of those kind of things. But he didn't, he was a very hardworking, good husband, excellent provider for his wife and children. But with God and the Bible, nothing. He never went to church, was not interested. That was just not him. But I mean, when God called his number. Boy, did he call his number. And then, you know, when he eventually was baptized in the Holy Spirit, our church, our denomination over there was called the Apostolic Faith Mission, right out of Azusa Street. It was birthed out of Azusa Street, and it was given the name of of the Azusa Street Revival. Mm -hmm. But it's exactly the same as the Assemblies of God okay. over here. Mm-hmm. We are like sister churches. Way back when we first started coming to the U.S., my husband and I had to go when we still lived in South Africa. Now this is 30-some, well, almost 40 years, 40, some of us 40-some years ago. We had to make our way to Springfield, Missouri, where our national offices are, and bring them a letter from the AFM in South Africa, just to say that we are ordained pastors and with our church's blessing over there, we will be traveling through the United States ministering in some of the Assembly of God churches as we were invited to do. So that is what the church background is. Well, so when my father, when my grandfather got baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, I mean, God gave him a voice like you would not believe. He would sit in the tabernacle at their annual convention, their annual overall church convention like we have here in in America every other year. We had it in South Africa every year way back then. And I'm telling you, when he would get up to give a word in tongues, 
his voice was like over a megaphone and they didn't have any amplification with him. It was unbelievable. He became one of the well-known prophets because he could look at you and tell you exactly what's going on in your life. The hidden things, he did not shy away from telling you, I know this, I see this, and this is what the Lord says. Well, that sounds like someone else I know. Mm -hmm. You? (laughs) What is that? I said, that sounds like someone else I know, Miss Ann Bosman. Well, you know, uh, I have heard that people that have known him and that have known my dad said, it seems like that part of the family mantle had fallen on you. What a legacy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And if it be like that, I so gratefully accept it and thank the Lord for that. But now when it comes to mantle, you get people that say, oh, I want Elijah's mantle. I want Elijah's mantle. Well, girl, I just say, Jesus, just cover me in your mantle because (laughs) then I'm really becoming like you and doing the greater things that he did. But anyway, and so that was my grandfather. Then my own dad, when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, it was so powerful that for three days he could not speak a word in Afrikaans, which was their home language way back then, which is a dialect of German and Dutch. Or he couldn't speak in English. Wow. So it was so powerful that my mom had to call my grandfather, the one that was so powerful in the Lord, and said, will you come and pray for your son? He cannot speak a word. (laughs) Every time he opens his mouth, out comes tongues. We don't know what he's asking us. This is not, and he's, he's an overseer at his job where he works. We need you, Dad, that God will restore his normal language, that people can know what he's saying. Wow. So that's my background spiritually. And I'll (laughs) tell you what, I treasure that. I treasure it. I thank God. On my mom's side, they were prayer. Although on my grand, both my mom and dad's side, they were tremendous prayer warriors. Yeah. Unbelievable. And they just love the Lord, and they they just serve God. So that was just my childhood and my background that I just grew up in. Wow. I mean, you know, and even though you are raised in that way, still there comes a time in your life when you have to say, okay, Lord, I've been in your service all the all my life, I've been in church every time. I sing in the children's choir. I teach a little Sunday school class with a little bitty kid. But I really need to make you Lord of my life. And, you know, I remember very, very vividly the time when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was such an outpouring on me. And I never talking in tongues. There are many people that get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they remember those words, but they do not practice it. Mm -hmm. But it 
to me, it almost became part of my daily conversation with the Lord. Yeah. I, it was like, even without having the knowledge that I have about it now, because it was not taught way back then, then I recall many times that I prayed in the Holy Spirit. Many, many times as a kid that I prayed. And I did it softly because I didn't know, even though my parents were all filled with the Holy Spirit, my brother was filled with the Holy Spirit, I didn't want them to hear that I'm talking on my own in my bedroom. But I did. And I think that's where my, my I almost want to say my dependence on the Holy Spirit yeah. Because you talk about something I can't live without. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I cannot live without the Holy Spirit. There is no way I can do it. Yeah. The and- last thing the, the last thing that I do at night as I in as I'm in bed, the lights are turned out, under my breath I'm praying in the spirit. First thing in the morning, I'm praying in the spirit. Because I just depend on him. I dare not get out of my bed if I have not said, good morning, Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful I'm alive because of what he's done in my life and where he's brought me from. And you made that comment to me last year. We actually got to go have coffee at a little time during the retreat And we were talking about your legacy and talking about your history. And you said it really would mean nothing if I didn't live a connected life every day, fully dependent on God. And that was so uh, meaningful to me because that's the goal of my life. You know, my whole pursuit in life is to stay connected into Philippians 3.10, that I might know him. And to me, you, you just ooze with an intimacy with God and everything else flows out of that. You're not dependent on your family legacy. You're not dependent on your mantle. You're dependent on a daily, vital, living connection to the Holy Spirit. And I just, I love that so much about you and your life. Well, thank you so much. But I know that without him, I'm nothing and nobody. It is, I mean, I'm just a complete surrendered vessel for the Lord. And once he stopped, once he's done with me, he might as well just take me home. <laughs> because yeah. then I'm done. Yeah. Then I'm absolutely done. Because he is the very breath that I take every day of my life. Yeah. And last year at the retreat, our theme was deeper and you just taught us some incredible lessons in word and demonstration about how to go deeper into God. And you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago about the retreat this year and how we're going to kind of jump off of that. And I think everyone who was at the retreat last year can testify that we went to a really deep place in the heart of God. And we 
we experienced some things in the presence of God. And I know personally, I walked away a different person because of him showing up and the words that he spoke through you to teach us about living in that deep place in God. And this year, you and I talked about a couple different words, uh, one being abiding, one being intimacy, and one being breathe. And uh, we were just talking about that one this week. And uh, I just kind of, in in our pre-podcast conversation, you talked about kind of a deeper even level that you felt the Holy Spirit was going to take us to this year. So I'd like you to just share your heart maybe a little bit on what you're sensing for this year. I know we're not anywhere near the retreat. We still have six weeks left before we get there. A lot of time to pray, a lot of time to seek God's face about what he wants to do. But I I would just love you to just share a couple thoughts with us. Well, let me go ahead and say, if we think where we were last year in in our uh, retreat, we really emphasized and geared in on going deeper with God. But, you know, it's a matter of you go deeper with God. And then you get to the point where you feel and where you sense, okay, God, I'm this, I'm there, I'm here with you. But then we need to get to the place. Not that we cannot ever go deeper, because then it means our eyes have been closed. We will no more see any revelation from his his word. We won't hear his voice speaking to us. But where where we live on a daily basis, the one thing that we need to apply once we get to the point where we know I am at a space where I have never been with the Lord is how to abide. Yes. Because it is in the abiding of the, in the abiding, in the buying that we are continually filled with a sap of the Holy Spirit coming from the vine, which is Jesus Christ. And we are the branches. It comes through him to us. The best way I can can explain it is I remember, and we're coming up in the time of our retreat, that it's exactly 15 years when I started that journey to my deathbed. And I was so sick for that longest time. And eventually one day, I mean, because they just couldn't find out what's going on. You all know that testimony. And one day the doctor came in and she says, you know, or let me say one of the doctors, she says, I wonder how about if we give her a blood transfusion? And I, uh, I was afraid of blood transfusions because I thought, I don't know whose blood I'm getting. I like my blood. My blood <laughs> is clear and pure and clean. I'm the child of God, you know. I've got my father's blood in my body. And my son, that has a medical background, was standing there and he says, Mama, you want to take that? He says, that might be the very thing that you need right now is a fresh supply of blood. And do you know what? 
when they gave it to me, I could literally feel as the old blood was leaving me, it was like pulling down out of me. I almost want to say the death out of me. And the new blood brought new life, new energy. And of course, we know it was all part of the miracle that Jesus did in my life to raise me up from a for sure deathbed. And I was thinking about that, and I thought that's exactly how it goes with the child of God. If we abide in Christ, we have a daily blood transfusion through the work of the Holy Spirit and also through the Word of God. It daily feeds us. It daily nourishes our spirit. So there are no particles that can build up. But we have to learn to abide there. And that's when we will have a good, clean walk and a wholesome walk with the Lord. Not to say that we won't falter and fail. Of course, we're human. But once we make a mistake and we've repented, on goes the, open goes the faucet of the, of the sap of the vine coming and cleansing and clearing us once again. Yeah, and I love that um, abiding. And you and I talked about that when we talked on the phone. And um, even in relation to last year, okay, you got deep, but how do you stay deep? And I think those are some of the things that when we get to the retreat, it's about not just getting to a place, but staying in that place. Yeah. Because you know what? I mean, life is a rat race. There is just always stuff going on. But if we look at the life of Jesus, and that's the one after whom we all try to pattern our lives to become like Jesus, to be changed from glory to glory, precept upon precept, then we see Jesus did not participate in a rat race lifestyle. He did not. That's why he told his people many times, his disciples, let's get away. Or he would just slip away. Just to be refreshed and renewed. Jesus, when I look at his lifestyle, it's like he was in a slower rhythm. But what did he say? He said, there is nothing that I do that I do out of myself. I can only do what the Father tells me to do. Well, it's the same with us. If we stay in Him, if we stay connected to the vine, that is where we will find the presence of abiding, delighting, and dwelling in Him. Yeah. Yeah, and I and think that's we, so good when you talked about the transfusion because I'm sure when you had that transfusion, it took time. Oh, yes. And so for God it to just, do that transfusion, for the Holy Spirit to work in you, you need to abide. You need to spend that time. Yeah, they did that over two nights. Yeah. And it, it took them eight hours per night because I had to have a complete 
uh, blood transfusion. Wow. They didn't do just like one little bag. I had eight units per night. It, it, it was a big, big thing. I mean, I walked out there with blood that was, I don't know from who it came, but it was pure. And we prayed and said, the Holy Spirit cleanses this blood. Because you never know whose blood you're getting. You don't know that. But as children of God, we walk in divine blood transfusion on a daily basis. That if anything gets in this line that's connected to the vine, it needs to be cleansed and cleared out. That's why you need to stay connected. Because once you're connected, I I can almost put it like this. As I saw it penetrating my entire system with one little drop at a time, there's a constant dropping of the divine connection between you and God through the Holy Spirit because of the price that Jesus paid. And that's how we get to be connected. You know, the thing is, even in ministry, unless we stay connected, it becomes a chore. It's hard work. That's why you have so many pastors that are burnt out because to work with people is not the easiest thing. <laughs> but I mean, people are just people. Yeah. They cited you just in your own family. You sometimes look at your own children and you want to say, where did you come from? <laughs> I don't know you. I remember thinking that when my children were little. Now I'm looking at my grandchildren and I'm thinking, you arrived on a different train today. I did not order that train. <laughs> and that is just, yeah. that's just being normal. Right. Yeah. That's just being human. I mean, in our own attitude, I'm sure there are days that my husband and my children think, Huh, what's wrong with her today? <laughs> I wonder where it was, what bothered her, what's bothering her. You understand what I'm trying to yes. say if I say we are just normal human beings. But if we are not completely and constantly fueled by His power and encouraged by His constant presence, we can... We can barely make it. This is like a daily sacred exchange where ministry duty turns into pure delight. And just because we stay connected, we are abiding. So now because we are abiding, it becomes a delightful thing that we get to do to minister to people, to pastor a church, to look for souls to be brought into the kingdom. Yeah. And once we realize that, it's like, okay, I'm pitching my tent right here. This is where I want to dwell. Yeah. I just read a couple volumes on the life of Hudson Taylor, and one of the things he wrote in there, uh, specific, or was quoted as saying in there, was that the um, the first place and the biggest place that the enemy attacks in a minister is his time to read the Bible and to pray his 
devotionally. Like it's so exactly. many pastors, they're in the word to get a message, but they're not in the word devotionally. And he said, that's like the biggest place that the enemy will attack is your abiding time with him. And it's so important to guard that. Oh, I'm so excited for the retreat. I do have a transfusion question though. And you might not know, like, did they have to like drain your old blood out before they could put the new blood in? Like, how does that work? It's it's like it's done simultaneously. Wow. So he needs yeah, to drain the flesh out of us so that yeah, he can put I, the spirit I, I, into us. Yeah. And you have to understand, the life is in the blood. Yeah. Without blood, you can't live. If the blood doesn't pump through your veins, if the blood doesn't pump through the right speed over your brain, into your heart, back over your brain, into your veins, into every part of your body, it can cause your demise right there. Yeah. And we... Go ahead. It is an amazing experience. I, I, I told my husband and my children, I said, the only way that I can tell you is when they started doing that blood transfusion, it was like something was pulling on the inside of me and I thought, I'm dying. They're pulling life out of me. Wow. That, that was the only way I could explain it to them. I said, but then by the next morning, I felt like I have life back in me. Wow. That was after the first night. Yeah. And I had a special nurse sitting at my bed eight hours that night. And that's all that she did. If she had to be relieved to just take a break, go to the bathroom, maybe just had a, have a cup of water or whatever, then someone would come in, the uh, registered nurse that was on night shift, but this was a specialty nurse to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah we're called yeah. to live supernatural lives. And the only way exactly. to do and that. Exactly, and let me just tell you, our specialty nurse is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only way we can yeah. live that supernatural life yeah. is by the Holy Spirit. And you talk about that dependence it's, on him. Oh, There's no other girl, way. Um, there is. No other way, because you know when we pr- when we pray, and when we get into warfare, you you know that your voice is known in heaven. But let me tell you, your voice has to be known in hell as well. Yeah, it matters where the devil and his minions wow. live, and they know it. But it matters just as much as in heaven. But when it comes to depending and abiding in the mind and depending on the Holy Spirit, we don't have to say a whole lot. We're not into warfare. We just walk in our authority that Jesus Christ has given us. Because we are not walking in our strength. We're walking in our authority. Yeah. Which is based on the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I cannot That's wait for the retreat. Authority. 
Oh my gosh, it's going to be so awesome. Oh my goodness, it's going to be so awesome. And I can't believe this, but we are out of time. Well, there we go. So this is just a tiny little snippet. And girls, let me just tell you something Miss Ann said before we popped on. We had a conversation before the conversation in which we hopped on right away because I said, we don't want to miss this. We want to capture it all. But she just has a sense that it's going to be different and deeper and even more intimate this year than it was last year. So let me just encourage you. You do not want to miss the retreat. No. So I'm just going to pop out some retreat details real quick, and then I'll let you say anything else if you have it on your heart, Miss Ann. But the dates are September 17th, 18th, and 19th. You can come for two nights. You can come for one night. The information's on our website, vccwarn.com. For two nights, the cost is $150. For one night, the cost is $105. And you can register on that website, vccwarn.com. But girls, you don't want to miss it. It's an appointed time to, like she said earlier, Jesus would pull away. And it's just an appointed time and an invitation from the Father to come to a deeper, more intimate place with Him during this weekend. So I just want to encourage you, if you haven't signed up yet, go ahead and register. Uh, Miss Ann, do you have anything else in your heart you want to share about the retreat? All that I want to say is encourage your ladies to be prayed up. Yes. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit because then you are not praying with your mind what you want, but your Spirit knows what your need is in this time. Your Spirit knows exactly where to work and what to do. So we have to come expectantly, but we have to come prayed up in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. We agree. We agree. So I can um, tell no, you, I can tell you that the Holy Spirit just dropped into this room during yeah. this time of this podcast. So I am so excited about the retreat. Yeah, yeah. So I can excited. tell you, I'm. I can tell you, I'm not alone here in my breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's not alone. Here. Yeah. And I pray, yes. girls, as you're listening to this, that he's just resting on you as well, just refreshing you, filling your heart with an anticipation and an excitement for what he's about to do, what he's about to speak, how he is the most important thing is that he's going to come and reveal himself to you in such a unique and intimate way. And you're going to walk away from this retreat knowing him so much better. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to get Ooh. there. Amen. Well, we are praying I, for you too, Miss Ann, as we prep for this. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, I, uh, I'm i ready to come now. I can sense it in my spirit for a while because of what we've gone through with yeah. this COVID-19. And really here in Texas, we still have a whole bunch of stuff. We're yeah. still in masks and no churches are open, and those that are open just have a few people. Yeah. So people, and it seems like the churches are, for the most part, they are reaching so many more people that they, most of them, just stay online. But you know, this—if nothing else has come good forth out of this—people have had to work on their personal 
personal relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And not just attend a service on a Sunday. And kind of and kind of calm their conscience and say, Well, I've been to church. No. You've had to have church in your own house. I'm telling you, God does work in mysterious ways because he was not part of our rat race. But question, do you miss gathering together? Do you miss being apart? I I do. I really do. I think what I miss most of all is a good hug from my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I miss that to get together with the children of God. I miss altar services to be ministering around the altar. I miss worshiping together in a group. The energy is just so much different. However, we would watch here and sing and do what they told their, they would tell you to do. If they say stand, I would stand up. They say raise your hands, I raise my hand because I had determined I will just do it that way now. Yeah. Because you have to feed your own soul. Yeah. Just like David said, he had to encourage himself in the Lord. I just had to encourage myself, feed myself, worship by myself. And my husband did his, and together we did it. And when our son was here, we did it every Sunday together. Yeah. And then everybody listened to whatever they wanted to do during the week and so forth. I'll tell you what, my family has never been to church this many times. (laughs) (laughs) I did say this the other Sunday. I just kind of thought this. And uh, we all know that there's a revival that's about to hit this earth. And I find it very interesting that before every great awakening, especially in this nation, it was preceded by a gathering of corporate prayer and how interesting it is that the enemy has tried to squelch the gathering so that that couldn't happen. But I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. We're still going to gather. We're still gathering online. And I'm thankful here in Ohio, we've been able to come back to church and we have about half that come back. Of course, you have your mask or whatever. But yeah. we're, we were able to start corporate prayer again, and it's just been so good. I didn't realize oh, yeah. how much I missed it until we were all back together again. So uh, we have just a couple more questions to um, end the podcast with. How can our friends connect with you? Do you have a Facebook page, a website, anything you want to to let us know about? I don't have a personal page I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and uh, they can contact me through my email, and it's spiritwing.org, you know, and that's how they can connect with me. If they want to connect with the ministry, they can just go to um, Spiritwing International and just go from there. Okay. Just follow the link. And then uh, we're called Better Together. So who makes your life better because they're in it? Why don't you give them a shout out? The what is that? I didn't get that. So we're called Better Together. So who makes your life better because they're in it? Why don't you give them a quick shout out? Oh, my goodness. All the smart ladies that are mamas and grandmamas. We're all in this thing together. Yes. 
And listen, your best bet is to be where the girls are going to be in September at the Warren Campus Ladies Retreat. Amen. We agree. All right, girls, uh, if you like this podcast, do us a favor, share it, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, uh, leave a review, and that'll help others find it as well and know what it's all about. So uh, we just want to encourage you, make a point this week to connect with someone. Call a girlfriend and catch up. Grab a cup of coffee with a bunch of friends. Connect at church. If you don't have a church, find a healthy Bible-believing church in your area and check it out. If you're in the Warren, Boardman, Vienna, Liberty, Newcastle, New Wilmington, Coitsville, Columbia, or Boardman areas. Oh, I said Boardman twice because we really love them. Uh, we invite you to come hang out with us in person or online. You can check out our website, vcconechurch.com, to find out all our locations. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again back here next week. And don't forget... We are better together.